Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is intended for a mature audience as it contains adult language and can get rather intimate. So grab a cocktail, find a safe place to listen, and make sure your kids aren't around. Hey, it's Garcelle Beauvais, and this is Going to Bed with Garcelle. Every episode, me and my rotating mix of girlfriends, some celebrities, some not, will be heating things up with provocative girl talk. Get ready. No topic is too taboo, and everything is grown and sexy. Tonight, I am so excited. I am going to bed with Lauren and Cameron from the Netflix show Love is Blind. I don't know if you guys seen this show. I've been obsessed with it where people meet each other in pods. They don't see each other until they get together. So I have so much that I want to ask them about. But first, I am going to talk to celebrity psychic and medium extraordinaire, Chris Medina. Hi, Chris. Welcome to Going to Bed with Garcelle. What is your drink of choice tonight? You know, I I had to keep it simple because I'm doing readings. So I spiked my Gatorade with some of this Don Julio. So cheers. (laughs) Cheers, my love. Cheers. Cheers. Obviously, we're in LA, so there's a lot of celebrities. The last celebrity that you read was Stassi Schroeder from Vanderpump Rules. Now, Chris, did you know she was going to get fired? Girl, when I give these people readings on air, they, they, they're they always intrigued by the readings, but they're used to the people going in there and doing the love and light type of type of mentality where it's yeah. all, yeah, where it's all crimson and clover and everything's going to be great. And I really wanted to tap into what was going on behind the scenes, but she's a very private person. She plays very close to the chest and wanted nothing to do with that. But if you listen to that mm. episode, I kind of started telling her, just pay attention to what's coming up next because it's almost getting time for you to leave this. So I don't know if you know, but I'm on a show called Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> I got my own questions when it comes to that. Um, <laughs> wait a minute. I'm the one that's supposed to ask yeah. the questions. <laughs> Do I need to fear any of the housewives? <laughs> God, those girls. I don't want to I don't want to shoot any holes here, but I was watching uh, a clip of uh, Kyle. And my thing with her, if I, yeah, if I was to ask her a question, I'd be like, for somebody that's so observant and can pick up the flaws of other people, if it really doesn't bother you, it has nothing to do with you, why is it such a concern? Right. That's what I would ask right. her. It's a tough show. It's tough doing reality. I've never done reality before. I would be remiss if I had you and didn't ask you to read me or do you get anything from me? Absolutely, 100%. Again, I'm going to get just a little <laughs> okay. bit personal. So if I get too much, you pull that back and you say, Chris, because it's, it's going to get just okay. a little bit personal. Have you not met me? I will call you out. Girl, do it. What you're looking for is security, comfort, peace of mind. But with you, you cannot let go of the past sometimes. As much as you've evolved and you've grown and you've healed, you still hold on to the memories sometimes. And it keeps you from fully being able to let go and go after the things that you want. Ding, because ding, ding, ding. So right. You're holding yourself so back right. from, a real, from, from a really good relationship because out of fear. Yeah, Who's that relationship with, though? It depends on who it is. <laughs> 
good because I don't, I don't feel like anybody that's in your your life right now is going to be the one for you. Brad Pitt, is there, is there do you <laughs> see Brad Pitt anywhere in my future? I'm, I'm half kidding. I'm half kidding. Um, <laughs> I don't think that he has what it takes to keep you. I don't think he has the umph for you. Damn it, Chris. I am done with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's going on with you the October of this year? Oh, oh, I don't know. You tell me. You're the psychic. October of this year, watch for that clarity to come into play again. Because with you, you need that. You need a hardcore pull to get you to go. I don't see anything horrible in your way other than your way of thinking. And I know you want to slap me for saying that. But let's be honest. I feel like October, I'm not, I'm not going to say that's the end all be all, that everything's going to be peaches and cream at that time. But a lot of, a lot of what's going to end up happening here, but the reason why I say October energy is because I see, I see you being hit with something. This is kind of like, again, like... Hit with something good, not a bus, not a truck, not a... No, okay. no. Uh, girl, <laughs> okay. So hit with something... Hit with that clarity that you need. But again, it doesn't matter what I say. You, you have it in you. You can go kicking and screaming, but hopefully around that time when that comes in, you reach out and you ask me what's going on. I'm going to tell you, don't you dare keep going. So I'm waiting for October. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> October. What's your soulmate? Can people find their soulmates? Is there a thing, like, let's say someone who just met someone and they hadn't seen each other and then they got, I'm really trying to go to Love is Blind, uh-huh. which is a show that I'm obsessed with. And I'm about to talk to Lauren and Cameron after uh-huh. you. Um and I'm trying to figure out, is it true that love is blind? Can you meet someone and fall in love and haven't even seen what they look like? I definitely believe in soulmates. Yeah. And soulmates aren't always just lovers. So what do you think about Lauren and Cameron? Do you think that they will have a long-lasting love? Everybody's rooting for them. And what's your opinion? I feel like she's not doing what's true to her. I feel like she's, she's put a clock behind her back here and she's taking in all the consideration of other people telling her this, this, and that. But I would ask her if I was giving her reading, what do you want to do? And I feel like with Cameron, he holds back a lot. I, I, I want to wish them well. Of course. Mm-hmm. I think we're all trying to find our person or find our path, right? In order to do that, you got to find yourself first. Oh, that's a lot of work. <laughs> all right, thanks, Chris. I'm going to kick you out of the bed right now because the next people I'm going to bed with is Lauren and Cameron. And my assistant, Taz Beckford. So excited. Lauren and Cameron, welcome to Going to Bed with Garcelle. Hello. So excited to be here. Let me say hi to you, Taz. Hello. What is your drink of choice for tonight? I am drinking Prosecco. Oh, beautiful. That's a good one. I am doing a red wine, a cab. And I've got some bourbon over here. Vodka cranberry for me. So let me set it up for those who haven't watched uh, Love is Blind. Love is Blind is a show on Netflix that came out where single people got together, but they did not see each other until the day they got engaged, right? Yes. That's right. Yeah. Taz, you were the one that got me watching Love is Blind, and then I became hooked, <laughs> and now I'm obsessed with these two. And Garcelle, can I just jump in and let you know that... I have been a fan of yours for such a long time. Like, I was telling Cam, like, literally growing up, the Jamie Foxx show was, like, one of my favorite oh, shows. Yeah. Like, fancy. Oh. oh, my God. Like, you were, and I had to just gush right now, but I got to get it out. You know. <laughs> get it out, girl. I get just, it you out. You were so beautiful and just funny and talented. And then coming to America, I know that was, like, your your first 
That was my Rome. first movie. I didn't know anything from like rolling, action, your mark. I knew nothing. Oh, man. So yeah. I just want to say it's an honor. Thank you. So this is amazing. I'm so <laughs> Thank happy. Thank you. That. that is really, really sweet. It's unbelievable, though, to think, because for me, sometimes I forget that what I do, the reach it gets. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? So I'm sure you guys are finding that too. Like, you know, yeah. you're thinking like, oh, I'm just going to the market to pick up whatever. But right. then you realize like people come up to you and say, oh my God, you're such an inspiration. Mm -hmm. Or I remember when. And Totally, right. totally. Yep. Now, I do have a little bit of a gripe about the show. Okay. Everybody was good looking. If love is blind, I want to see a plus size model. I want to see a wart. I want to see... So, I want, I want, okay, maybe not a wart. Let, let's not go now, crazy. Now, I will say that there were ranges of people. All of them did not find someone and match with them. True. But there were people who were quote unquote plus size that were there, but mm -hmm. didn't make a connection. It's true. And honestly, I feel like you know, I feel like two attractive people can get together and it can still be trash, though. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Oh, a hundred percent. How many times yeah. do we see that? Hello, yeah. that was my whole life, okay? <laughs> Previous to the show. So I understand because I've heard that a lot. Like, everyone was attractive. What's so blind about it? But honestly, attraction does not equal a successful relationship. Well, yeah. you know what? Watching Love is Blind, I would be up for it. Me too. I would be up for taking that challenge and trying to yeah. meet someone without seeing what they look like. But was there an out if the sex wasn't good? Could you have gotten out of it? <laughs> oh, you could have gotten out of it. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I mean, some people didn't get married, of course. True. Right. I mean. But it had to be right. Cam, I know you're a scientist, right? Am, What's yeah. the science behind you loving black women? Because I know Lauren is not the first person you date. Right. What is the you know, science? There's a, that's a great question. I don't know what the science is exactly. I do know <laughs> that I tend to find black women more attractive. Mm -hmm. I've dated women of different ethnicities, backgrounds, etc., yeah. Now, I want to ask you, you know, since you said that your ex-husband was a Caucasian man. Now, was that your first time dating interracially? I've always been open to me. It's not about the color. It's not about what you do for a living. I mean, I do love a well-dressed man. So everybody that I've dated does dress well. Everybody you've dated has been a well-dressed man. Uh, okay. <laughs> she came with the receipts like, uh-uh. Cat -uh. knows way too much. <laughs> But yeah, I've always been open and I'm still open. It, it really, mm -hmm. it's all about, like you guys, it's about, it's about having the common goals also. I think yeah. life goals, you know, and I mm -hmm. come with two 12 year old boys. My older son obviously is on his own, so no one needs to take care of them. And right. my 12 year olds, their dad's really in their life. So no one needs to take care of them either. But mm -hmm. I come with a package. So it has to be more than just physical. It has to be a yeah. lot of life goals. What are some of the differences between the two of you? Well, I go to sleep like super early. I'm like on grandma time. <laughs> he likes to, he likes to stay true. up late. I feel like I'm the bubbly kind of like ah! <laughs> crazy one. And Cam is like the cool, calm, collective. We're literally like yin and yang. I'm a city girl. I'm from Detroit, you know. Mm -hmm. And But we rub off on each other. Yeah, Cam's from Maine. So he's totally country. But how many is like... How many people live 
in my the town hometown where you're from. is yeah. about 800 people. Super what? small. Yeah. That's like my family at a barbecue. I'm I know, always right? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, That's Seriously. insane. I have to tell you, Lauren, I know for Black women that our hair is very important. We're very yes. particular about that. And most of us sleep with a bonnet. Now, I know men are very visual. Like, I would never sleep with a bonnet if somebody's sleeping with me. I would what? never let a, a guy... No, I would never let a guy see me on the toilet. I think there's certain oh, yeah. things... I feel you on the toilet. No, no bonnet. Okay. Yeah, I think... That's, no bonnet that's, that's for you. No universal. bonnet. I have the... Y'all, I'll wow. wear a bonnet on the first night. We saw. We saw. Okay. <laughs> but let me let me tell you my story that solidified no bonnet for me. It was my first vacation with uh-huh. a boyfriend. And, you know, I, I have curls, just gotten the hair pressed, laid. So mm-hmm. I wrapped mm-hmm. it up and put a do-rag on it. And I came out of the bedroom ready for you know. And he was like, what the <laughs> F is that on your head? Yeah. I was mortified. I was like, it's yeah. a do-rag. And so I kind of just tossed it. And ever since, never will wear one. Wow. I will say I have had men in the past that I've dated and I didn't feel comfortable to the point where I would probably like have a scarf or a bonnet just because I feel like what you said, they'll be like, girl, what's that on your head? <laughs> okay. But I don't know. With Kim, I just felt comfortable. And especially in the situation that we were in, I felt like it was super important for him to see all of me up front. Like, it could be a point in time where you see me with this bonnet on. So we might as well (laughs) rip this Band-Aid off now. Kim, weren't you a firefighter? I was, yeah. I was a firefighter for about eight years. That's amazing. Do you still have the uniform? I I do. I do, yeah. You do? Yeah. I didn't what? know that. You need to put out a fire tonight, Lauren. Okay. There needs to be a no fire. Idea. He still had that. <laughs> Uncovering new things. Hey. Right. I am here to help. <laughs> exactly. Need your help. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. Oh, listen, firefighters are so sexy. If somebody I knew had a firefighter uniform, they'd be wearing it. <laughs> Imagine how I felt in the pods because he was like, I was a firefighter, I'm a scientist, and I, like, was a college professor. I was like, who is this, like, Superman? Like, you know how superheroes have, like, multiple identities? Like, it was insane. Making me blush And did you feel like, oh, my God, what am I doing with my life? (laughs) Yes. Lauren, what's the sexiest thing about Kim? Like, it turns me on when he's, like, fixing things in the house. I don't know, like, ooh, look at him. So it sounds to me like your love language is being taken care of. Deeds are definitely my love language. Yeah. Nice. Doing stuff for the kindness of your heart. Like that that turns me on. Yeah. And he knows it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I hate it. You might get some denied. I'm just saying. (laughs) What's sexy about Lauren? Besides the obvious. Yeah, besides the obvious. (laughs) Well, a lot of things really, but one that jumps to mind is just her sense of humor is, is a big turn on for me because you know, I'm kind of a, I, I think I'm kind of a weird person, just, just different things. So yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, uh, we just have been able to laugh with each other and she's never been judgmental about that sort of thing. Thank you, honey. That's really sweet. I thought you were going to say the booty. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> but the sense of humor thing is really sweet because, like, in past relationships, like, I'm goofy, clearly. Everyone can see that on the show. Like, I'm a goof troop. But in past relationships, I didn't feel comfortable enough to be fully myself like that because guys would be like, oh, you so why are you so goofy all the time? Or, you know, mm-hmm. how in relationships, people just kind of cut you down sometimes. Yeah. So. yeah. The fact that he finds that sexy is, I know I'm with the right person. Oh, that's so sweet. So how's, like, dating been for you? Like, you know, being single woman now, you know, in the beautiful hills of Beverly? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a little tough because I don't like the apps. Like, I'm old school. I want to... I want to see somebody across the yeah. whatever, the bar, the aisle, that. wherever, right. and connect that way. So the whole app, I did go on Bumble one time and, really? you know, I did my whole profile and I, you know, I was so proud of it. And the guys didn't believe it was me. They were like, yeah. what do you really look say, like? There's no way. They're like, know, this They're like fancies on Bumble? <laughs> this is a catfish. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so I haven't done that. I like old fashioned, but... Now with, you know, COVID-19, it's going to be a different, a different type of thing. I mean, I may have to do something as extreme as going, you know, being the next bachelorette (laughs) or going on Love is Blind, you know. You will be excellent for the next bachelorette. (laughs) You need to, we need that. Right? That would be amazing. I have one more question just because I'm so curious because you're so beautiful and you're dating. And people gave that to me a lot. Like, you're so beautiful. Like, how are you single? It's like, right? that has nothing to do with it. Okay? The quality. Right. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to ask you, so are you the type of woman to approach men or do you wait for men to approach you? She's not approaching nobody. Me either. I'm the same way. Well, I was. I used to Mm -hmm. wait for them to approach me, but now... If I like you, I'm definitely going to let you know. Whether yes. it's a neon sign, I'm doing cartwheels, I come up to you. You will know. That's going to be yeah, a lucky exactly. I can't wait to see that because I have yet to see that. So I'll let you know. No, I feel yes. like nowadays it's okay for women to be forward yes. and say how they feel. I mean, mm-hmm. I still want a man to be a man. I still want to be a girl and sort of have that traditional once we're together, but I mm-hmm. I would be okay with saying, hey, I really like you. Can we go out for drinks or coffee, okay. you know, yeah. now, six you feet apart a with, a ba- with a mask on? Right. right, right. Do you have a particular type that you like? That's a very good question. All of the men are listening right now. They're all real close to the speaker. Like. Okay. <laughs> um, sense of humor is big. Sense yeah. of humor is big. I like a guy who's in touch with his... Like, sort of like can say how he feels. I want somebody who's emotionally available. Like, Cameron, mm-hmm. you were emotionally available, I feel like, as soon as you were on that show. You told yeah. her how you felt. You weren't hiding anything. So I definitely want a guy who's like that. But I don't want a guy who's also crying all the time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want somebody who's so soft mm-hmm. that I become the dude because right. I can take <laughs> on that role really quickly. Yeah, I get it. Are you looking for like a regular guy? Are you open the ball? How regular are we talk about? How well, regular? You need a job. Say. You need a job. I mean, what's a, a good job? Like, you know, <laughs> someone who could definitely take care of you. Yeah, no, I definitely want somebody who has his own thing going on because I keep very busy. So mm-hmm. I want him to have his own life and then we come together and we bring it together. I don't want... Y- I don't want my life to be 
their life in a way. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense? That makes yeah, sense. absolutely. Like you had your own thing, Cameron had his own thing, and now you guys are merged. Right, right. right. That's what I'm looking I, for. I think for you, Garcelle, you have to like, step out of the box. I know you've dated some industry men and I know you've got some great like industry dates, you know, Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I want to hear about these things. Right. (laughs) I I need a refresher course too. (laughs) What is the kind of kookiest weird, like what's the weirdest date that you've gone on? Oh yeah. I went on, I wouldn't say the weirdest, but I went on a date with Larry David from Curb Your Enthusiasm. What? Oh. Curb oh. Your Enthusiasm? Yes, Larry. Wow. No I did the show. And- I didn't see that coming. And I'm her friend, and I didn't <laughs> yeah, see that coming. I did the show. I played, in, in the episode that I played in, Larry was having heart palpitations. And so he would go see his doctor. And every time he went to see his doctor, his doctor says, I don't see anything. You seem fine. And then I would walk into the room as the nurse and his heart would go back up. So for a while, they couldn't figure out why. I remember that episode. So, yeah, yeah. Do you? Yeah, oh, my God, yeah, that's so yeah. funny. So anyway, so again, I love humor. If a man has mm-hmm. a sense of humor, that's really sexy to me. So one day I went to uh, I went to an event and Larry was there. We saw each other. We started talking. And he's like, would you have dinner with me? And I'm always open. And I was like, yeah, I'll have dinner with you. So we set up a dinner and uh, we met at this restaurant. And the entire time he complained that he had to get on the four or five to come to see me. Oh, he complained the whole day. (laughs) I was geographically unattractive to Larry David. I know family's really important to you. And I know that, you know, when you told your dad that you were joining the show and also, Mm -hmm. you know, marrying a white man, that Mm -hmm. that was, that was a big deal for him. And I know when I started dating my ex-husband and he was, he's white. Mm -hmm. And I know once I got my mom's blessing, that made it all okay. But I knew there were other family members that wouldn't be okay with it. Mm -hmm. So -hmm. if your father had said, absolutely not what would you have done? I think I still would have continued to pursue Cam because at the end of the day, I can't marry my dad. You know what I'm saying? So, no, that's another show. Right, exactly. <laughs> what's, your, what's the best foreplay for you? Great conversation, honestly. And good food. Really? Like when Cam cooks dessert for me yeah. and it's like, Cause I like to eat and I love sweets and I just like watching him cook. So like my favorite is like cheesecake. Like him cooking a cheesecake for me is like so sexy or having a, <laughs> he's like, I'm about to go cook one right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or just like, nice young, you know. like I said, you know, great conversation. It's something yeah. to me about just having a conversation with someone and you're talking, you're agreeing and it's just flowing so effortlessly. Like, that's so sexy to me. You know, connecting with your mind. It's amazing. I agree. I agree. How about you? Um, For me, it would have to be the the whole ambiance. It's talking, it's getting to know each other, it's music, it's candles, Mm -hmm. you know, all that. This is my favorite part of the show where everyone will highlight a person or a cause that struck accord with them this week. I call it, who do you want to go to bed with? This week, I would like to go to bed with Chris and Andrew Cuomo. I would have a Cuomo sandwich. (laughs) Who would you guys like to go to bed with? I'm going to go to bed with Swiss Beats and Timberland, just kind of like on the same string with D-Nice. They have been doing these verses 
concerts. They did yes. Babyface and Teddy Riley. Like, I'm loving it. Like, just the fact, even though, you know, quarantine has not been the best experience for a lot of us, but stuff like this, who knows if this would have happened outside of this unfortunate situation. So it's real mm-hmm. nice that um, Swiss Beats and Timberland are creating joy and these historic, legendary, like, versus concerts that everyone's getting a chance to see in our lifetime like it's a blessing so i love them for that i want to thank you guys for taking the time i am obsessed with you both i'm so excited that you came on my show thank you thank you for having us we're equally obsessed with you guys (laughs) thank you continued success keep loving each other we're all rooting for you lauren and cameron please check out their youtube channel Hanging with the Hamiltons. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys so much for being on Going to Bed with Garcelle. Thank you. And Taz, I always love talking to you. Anytime. Thank you guys. (laughs) I appreciate it. Subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss this grown and sexy conversation. The After Party continues on my Instagram at Garcelle or on Twitter at Garcelle B. So make sure to follow me. Going to Bed with Garcelle is an Orion podcast produced by Orion Television, Radio Point, and Beauvais Wilson Productions. Distributed by Podcast Nation. Concept by Garcelle Beauvais and Lisa L. Wilson. Hosted by Garcelle Beauvais, executive producers, Barry Posnick, Garcelle Beauvais, Lisa L. Wilson, Alex Bach, Richard Corson, and Daniel Powell. Co-executive producers, Fallon Jethro, Janae Copeland, and Cindy Levinson. Associate producer, Lene Sanders. Music is from Extreme Music. This show was edited and mixed by Radio Point. Hey, howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me fictional golf and western country music pioneer uncle drank the series also stars luke wilson brian kelly chelsea lynn kinky friedman and billy zane as a talking blender named blendy you can find the ballad of uncle drank on sirius xm pandora stitcher or wherever you get your podcast